Hello and welcome back to Fanda Fiction. Today I'll be reading chapter 2 of Killed with Kindness by Ali Cat Ready to Write over on Wattpad. Once again, you should go over to their Wattpad account and check out their book um, and their stories. And it's just, ah, oh, they're amazing. Um, so today's chapter is called The Storm. Trigger warning for the first half of the chapter, abuse and unsympathetic pattern. If any of those things trigger you, please click away and perhaps keep away from this podcast as for some reason most of the books that I like to read um, have abuse and unsympathetic characters in it. Um, they, also added, they also added a small uh, side note, so I will be reading that since it is what they wrote. You know that the bad guy of the story when they use the pet name cutie, horrible word, should be taken out of the English language and burned. I agree. Now I shall begin. <clears throat> it had been about half an hour since Patton and the seat left their friends at the cafe. The bubbly men had driven them home to their shared apartment. It was a nicely decorated one, consisting of a living room, a well-filled kitchen, a bedroom with a big shared bed and a bathroom full of with and a bathroom with a bunch of cute rubber ducks. The seat was in the hallway. He was taking off his jacket when, when a sudden sting on his cheek caught him off guard. He stopped to move his hand up to his cheek while his eyes widened. I can't believe you embarrassed me like that, Patton growled out. He was practically fuming. I, I most definitely know what you're talking about, he lied while worrying about whether the slap on his cheek would leave a mark. You made me look like someone who lets his boyfriend whore him out. He continued, as if it was the most obvious thing in the world. He was practically yelling, and a seat wanted him to stop shouting, but he knew Patton would assure him that he was simply speaking loudly, never shouting. I haven't... Right. You really expected me not to, to see how you looked at Logan, Patton grumbled out while taking off his shoes. Darling, I love you. I would never... I swear, he promised while holding his hands over his heart. Patton's eyes were dark as he lifted the shoe and smacked it on the back of the seat's head. He flinched while covering his head with his hands. That would definitely leave a bruise. How do you ever... Oh, how do you expect me to ever believe you? And you constantly lie. Patton sighed before his eyes started to fill up with tears. He dropped the shoe on the ground as he fell onto his knees. His shoulders started to shake. His shoulders started to shake, followed by... Followed... Sorry. His shoulders started to shake, followed closely by sobs. Deceit sat down beside him and pulled him into a hug while stroking his hair. I'm sorry, so sorry, Patton cried out. You know I always shoot again. I didn't mean to. I know, I know, he cooed with a, he cooed with a soothing voice. It's all right. You're such a good boyfriend, dear. Always forgiving my little mistake, he said while the fake tears disappeared as quickly as they had appeared. Deceit fought the word mistakes in the situation as ill-fitting as the jacket that didn't quite fit him, but he didn't say anything about it. He stood up and dusted himself off. I should really clean here tomorrow. Hmm. Anyway, his, his, his big usual grin returned. I'll go make dinner, cutie. What do you think about chicken stew? That sounds lovely, dear, Deceit answered. That sounds lovely, dear, the seat answered. He was still sitting on the floor, and he was left there as his partner went into the kitchen. After a few minutes, he could hear Patton starting to hum a silly song while he cooked. It felt like the seat was still stuck in the exact moment he had been hit. Even when he 
Even when he stood up, nothing felt real. Everything, sorry, everything felt like a dream as he went into the bathroom. When he looked into the mirror, his cheek was red. There was a metallic taste in his mouth and the back of his head thumped in the rhythm of his heartbeats. He was half expecting to see his ghost stand behind him, but it felt because it, because it felt like his brain was two steps behind his body. He splashed water into his face. The coldness seemed to wake him up from the dreamlike state. He traced his finger along the large scar that covered the entirety of the right side of his face. Actually, it was left as one big scar, and more of many, many little ones littered across his cheek and forehead. There was also a deeper one that went from his mouth to his ear. It had been over a year since he'd gotten the scars, and it was stupid that he still shuddered when he thought about the incident. Once he'd been allowed to take off the bandages, Remus had told him that scars would like scales to make him feel better. Cutie, we can cuddle and watch a movie while waiting for the chicken to get tender, Patton called from the living room, which interrupted him from his thoughts. Deceit shook his head before putting on a smile and responded, and responding, I'll be right there. The trigger warning ends here, by the way. Logan and Deceit stargazed together often. It was a monthly thing, really. The nerd would come with a picnic blanket and snacks, while the snake came with a blanket, if it was cold enough outside. They would sit on the large hills or rooftops, and sometimes they could be silent for most of the time, as they sp- as long as they spent that silence together. Other times, Logan would ramble on for hours about space. Tonight they were still discussing about how Feud, the f- psychologist, not to be confused with Feud, the drag queen, because how factually wrong can you get? Uh, by the way, I am so sorry if I pronounce those names wrong. I'm not very good with names. <laughs> Logan was actually losing his marbles over how non-factual it was. Well, he was doing the Logan equivalent of losing his marbles, so his normal speaking voice, with an, but with an eyebrow raise. And then this scene where Fleur is mind-controlled into almost marrying a man. That's not even how actual mind-control works, he ranted. And the audacity to... Yes, yes, darling, I know, I hear you, Dissie interrupted. In fact, I've been lis- I have been hearing you for the last 20 minutes, but please shut up for like a minute. Don't you think the stars look absolutely wonderful tonight? They look like they they look like they look every night. Oh, they look like they do. Oh, I can't read properly. They look like they. <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm not. I'm absolutely terrible at reading out loud because I don't like reading out loud, which is one of the reasons I made this podcast. Ah, uh-huh. oh no! Another story is entirely ruined. Okay, okay, wait, let me, let me, don't you think the stars look absolutely wonderful tonight? They look like they look every night, so yes, he replied before getting the Logan equivalent of an excited look on his face. There is a red moon tonight, in about two hours, I believe. Oh, I kind of have to leave before that, he mumbled. Patton wanted him home by 11pm. He'd keep him happy for even a week now, and he didn't want to ruin that by breaking rules when he had already been nice enough to let him kneel with low. But if we miss the moon now, we'll have to wait around three years before seeing it again. But at 11, I have a a job interview, he lied. Logan squinted his eyes. A job interview at 11 at night. It's for a night guard, okay? Some pizza place or whatever. I thought you were supposed to be smart. Deceit rolled his eyes while crossing his arms. His friend continued to squint his eyes at him. He took a deep breath and let the part of him that wanted to spend time with Logan went over the part that told him it was safe to lie. Fine, you got me. Sorry, the lies just jumped out. I simply couldn't stop them, he muttered. 
There's no need to apologise for lying. I know you can't help it, Logan assured, which made Deceit smile. So since we're staying here for a while, I brought snacks. As a famous scientist said, discovery is worthless if you're hungry during it. Did you just make that up? Yes. He scrambled around in his dark blue bag before taking out two juice boxes, orange taste, not colour, an egg sandwich and a cheese sandwich, also a thermos with ice, a therm- thermos with iced coffee. He handed the sandwich over while saying, I know egg sandwiches are your favourite, so I made one. Thanks. Do you ever forget anything? Like, at all? Nope, never. But did you know that people remember better when closing their eyes, Logan rambled, before taking a bite of the sandwich? Deceit closed his eyes. Oh yeah, now I remember how much of a bitch I am. He looked him up and down. You... You're not a female dog, I afraid. Ah, yes, because I didn't mean the human kind of bitch. If so, your statement is correct, Logan said in a monotone... In a monotone tone, which made the other man laugh. You shady asshole, he chuckled. I cannot argue with that. He told on sip of his coffee before wait and waited before asking, Can I continue to rant about food now? Ah, uh, definitely not, dear. He couldn't help but let out a lie. Logan loved one thing more than crofters. And that was good. And that was info dumping without anyone stopping him. So when he started, he pretty much wouldn't stop. Deceit made sure to nod and reply every now and then. So he knew he wasn't zoning out. And I think that was all the problems I had with the series, he concluded after a while. Deceit did a slow clap while nodding. That was so boring. I hated every minute of it, he lied, while trying to make the lie obvious. Thank you. Logan casually lay down with his head in the other man's lap. And the only explanation she gave was, I require softness. My back sits from sitting up. My back hurts from sitting up. With an amused smirk, Deceit ran his head. <sighs> I'm so sorry. With an amused smirk, Deceit ran his head. Hand. <clears throat> With an amused smirk, Deceit ran his hand through his soft hair. A few months ago, he dyed it dark, almost a dark, almost black blue. But now only the tips were still blue, while the rest of his hair stayed black. He looked up at the stars around this part of town, a hill in the park, to be precise. That wasn't as much pollution, which made it easier to... S- what? I'm so sorry, I have hiccups, and it's very difficult, and I'm sorry, I know this is a really bad podcast, but I'm trying. Please, uh, please forgive me. Dang it. I got distracted again. He looked up at the stars. Around this part of town, it hit in the park, to be precise. There wasn't as much He looked up at the stars. Around this part of town, a hill in the park to be precise, there wasn't as much pollution, which made it so much easier to see them glimmering down. Look, a shooting star, the snake exclaimed while pointing up at it. Shall we be idiotic and make a wish? Please, this this simply clumps of chondrite that got stuck in orbit, they won't do anything, he said at first. But then he looked up into Dee's puppy eyes and muttered out a fine... Deceit closed his eyes and wished that night that he would dream about happy moments like this instead of having constant nightmares. He wished that he was never forced to wake up to unpleasant trees again. Logan wished for a new jar of crofters. He went back to playing with the other man's hair as the shooting star slowly disappeared. It wasn't until now that he realised it was past 11pm. He tried to push the anxiety of the future away and stay in the moment. Do you by any chance want to pass the time by opening your mouth and singing? 
Logan asked while looking up at him with a hopeful look. He fiddled with the sleeves of a blue sweater. What? He scoffed with a smile. What can I say? Your singing voice is soothing, and I enjoy hearing it. I would almost say that I could listen to it forever, but that would be false, since the human brain would probably get bored at some point, and I wouldn't be able to listen while sleeping. Without sleep, I would die, and... Darling, you're most definitely not derailing. Oh, right. Logan continued with, You can sing one of those songs from that musical you like. The... The Ghost at the Carnival? He can help laugh. Did you mean the Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, that. I thought you said you never forgot anything. Deceit had on the shit-eating kind of smirk while cocking his eyebrow. Correction, then. I only remember important things. Because my favourite kind of sandwich is so important to remember, he said sarcastically. Of course. It makes you smile when I remember, and if it makes you smile, it's important, Logan replied, as if it was the most obvious thing in the world. Oh. His heart fluttered. Happiness. Disgusting. That's incredibly dumb, he blurted out the lie. Nothing I say is dumb, the nerd replied. As you can see, via the necktie. He dragged down his sweater to show he indeed had a tie on. I cannot argue with that. The necktie argument is always undeniable. Logan said he shot up from his laying position, so he nearly knocked into his friend. The moon, he said in the most, in the most excited tone he could talk in. The moon was indeed blue. The moon was indeed blue. It looked like something that belonged on the cover of a trashy yabook. But deceit didn't. But deceit didn't complain. It made Logan smile in his own nearly emotionless way. And right then, his smile felt like it was the most important thing in the world. He hoped that another star would fall so that he could wish for that smile to never disappear. And that is the end of chapter two of Killed with Kindness. I know I've already said this, but you guys should definitely go on Alley Cat Ready's to write Wattpad and read their book. I'm going to quickly check right now because I have my phone right with me. Um, yes. Okay, they have six published stories. Go check them all out right now, um, please, or I will, like, cry. Um, I'm kidding, I won't actually cry, but I will be extremely upset. Um, but Ali's book is, Ali's, put the S without, wait, I put the S in the wrong place. No, I just missed out the S. Sorry. Ali's books are just absolutely amazing. They have six. I haven't read, um, I've only read two of them because I kind of only just realised that they have more than one. And I didn't realise that one of the books was also from them. I thought they just had one book. Just goes to show where you should check your favourite author's profiles more often. But once again, you, I hope you guys will have a great day, slash night, slash afternoon, slash whatever time it is where you are. And relax. Take some time for yourselves. And you guys should go eat something or take a drink if you haven't already. Have a wonderful day, guys, girls, and non-binary pals. This is Fandefines signing out.